Hey guys, I am joined right now by Davian, who has a huge match coming up, uh, Limitless Euphoria on September 25th. There's a lot at stake. This match is months in the making. We're going to get into that match and your career to this point. First and foremost, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, I'll get right to the match at hand. Uh, John Alba is a nice guy. He's on the news. Uh, I, I've had some good interactions with him, but it seems like those pleasantries stop when it comes to his actions towards you. Uh, I've seen the promo work. I've seen some of your work. Uh, how are you feeling going into this match? There's a lot. There's a lot on the line. Well, first of all, I'm just shocked that John is nice to anybody. <laughs> he is a, like a mosquito to me. Um, I feel. Uh, very confident in the team that I have put together to take on prestigious. But I mean, there are some pretty, pretty big stakes in this match. Um, so I'm a little nervous. Like I don't want to have to deal with John Alba every day of my life. I don't want to be prestigious. Uh, so we kind of have to win. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, if you are nervous, it certainly doesn't show. Uh, you seem very confident in yourself and your, your team, your abilities. Uh, the, the quote that really stuck out, uh, in my mind was when you ish right after you issued the challenge, you said, you know, right now you may be, may be prestigious, but come September 25th, y'all are fucked. So <laughs> that sounded like you're very confident heading into that. Uh, I'm very confident in my team, a hundred percent. Um, but I just know that John and his little goon squad, like they usually have tricks up their sleeves. So we just have to be extra prepared. All right. Fair enough. Uh, and I wanted to talk about, you know, before you get to the match, obviously that's something that's building and has been, I, I mentioned earlier, it's months in the making, but, uh, you've really like seen your profile grow that, you know, even in the past year, the past few months, uh, I, I will note that you were number 324 on the PWI 500 this year, which congratulations is a great achievement. Uh, first woman to hold the chaotic wrestling championship. Uh, how does it feel just getting away from uh, the talk about limitless for, for a moment, but how does it feel that there's more inclusion than ever before, not only on that list, but just Chaotic doesn't have a designated men's title anymore. They have their main, the heavyweight championship. And then they, they also have the panoptic championship that just was introduced. Uh, you, you were also a tag team champion. So how does that feel just being part of something that people have been calling for, for many years and wanting more opportunities. And now it feels like we, you know, it's not getting to it. You're, you're in the middle of it right now. Yeah, it's really, um, it's very different. Um, when I first started wrestling, um, I was kind of at the beginning of this evolution, but it still, it took about like five or six years before like things really started to change. Like I was always, you know, just wrestling women in like a six minute match, like before the main event. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just like, that's how things were. Like if you got to a show and there was no other girl there, like 
you weren't getting used like or you were being used as like a valet or something um so it was it's it's really cool to see the change um and I think like you don't really see the progression until you're like whoa like it directly affects you um and just you know chaotic is my home and to be given opportunities there um to you know it's not because I'm a girl that I'm in the main event. It's like, oh, you're really talented and people like buy tickets to see you. And that's why you're in the main event. And it's just like, you know, I wanted to be a wrestler since I was 11 years old. And I never even imagined like to, on such as, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's kind of on a small scale of, you know, it's, it's a big personal achievement to me, but it's like, it's not like the WWE championship or something, you know, like, mm. um, but it is, it's something it's like breaking a glass ceiling. It's opening doors for the girls that train at the new England Pro wrestling Academy. Now that like, they don't have to fight for the opportunities that I had to like claw my way for. Like they're there. They mm. can wrestle intergender matches. They could win the heavyweight title. They can win the tag team title. They can win the Penopter title. They can win the new England title. They can really do anything. Um, and that's really cool. One thing that uh, you, you just mentioned uh, actually leads into my next question, but looking at the opportunities and, you know, talk about the glass ceiling, le- you know, leading to other opportunities, you look at people who have held the limitless championship before you have MJF, Anthony Green, uh, Christian Casanova, and now Daniel Garcia, who have all moved on to a higher platform and no more evident than the work uh, Daniel Garcia is doing right now. He's been on an absolute tear lately with AEW and some of his other independent appearances. But do you look at that lineage as another way of knowing that the promoter believes in your ability and work ethic but also maybe that you're on that same path um absolutely like I feel like it's hard like it's hard to look at the rest of the limitless locker room and be like yeah like I probably don't deserve to be here because everybody is so motivating and looking out for each other like we have the best team there um it's it's really cool and I mean you see somebody like Anthony Green who is one of my best friends um so talented and the ovation like he got when he returned to Limitless and it's just like those fans appreciate us all so much because we're all like putting in the work and wanting the best show possible for them. And it just, it just goes to show like the product always is knocking it out of the park. Like every single show, every single match is awesome. Um, and we just have like a really, really talented roster and we all really care about each other. Like everybody's giving feedback. Everybody's there to help. Um, cause we all want to be successful. Um, so you look at, you know, the AGs, the Christians, the Dan Garcia, like it's no wonder that, you know, we have such a great platform with Limitless and that we get to be successful because we're all really talented. <laughs> mm. 
Yeah, it, it's fun to watch. And I, I know you mentioned uh, Anthony Green. Uh, it, it's really cool to see like how, how far along he's come. Like I remember, uh, I think I'm, I'm confused with the time because of how the pandemic threw everything off. But I think it was 2019 when he had like he had the hol- the Halloween event and he was like, you know, all of these people were talking about him being like, oh, yeah, you got to check him out. Like word of mouth. Like I remember Mike Bennett was the one that told me about him first. And now seeing like you mentioned the, the reaction to him coming back, like it's really cool to see him doing well. And, you know, in general, just kind of see like all of the talent that really is in the New England scene that social media has helped. Word of mouth has helped. And now getting the attention like, you know, it, it, it's it's really fun to watch and I wanted to bring it back to something else you said. Uh, I know sometimes it's labeled as intergender wrestling and uh, one stat that I will point out, uh, you had a match with Alec Price on the Limitless YouTube channel that has already been seen by 1.6 million people, which is like crazy it's not the only match. There's multiple matches that have passed the million view mark. But then at the same time, you have a promotion like chaotic and like limitless that just is going with genderless and non-binary. So is there a difference to you to like, you know, working within those parameters or working without them? Like I definitely, um, like a match is a match to me. Um, I think I'm just, I've been on like, I've been doing so many intergender matches recently that it's like, oh, I'm wrestling a girl today. (laughs) Like, it's like weird. Um, But I just really love like the different stories that can be told with intergender wrestling. And I just think like, not like the woman's wrestling talent pool is lacking because it's booming right now, but just there is a bigger population of talented male wrestlers and like when I am wrestling somebody now like I want to be able to learn from them because I'm always learning I always want to get better so if I can learn from you know an Anthony Green a JT Dunn a Dan Garcia like I want to wrestle them and I shouldn't be limited because I'm a girl like you know so to me I'm very pro intergender wrestling obviously (laughs) um And I just think it's like a great opportunity to learn and grow and tell different stories. Like if I had only been able to wrestle females on shows, like, or females at training, like I would have never trained for almost five years because at my school, I was the only girl who signed up for five to six years. So if I wasn't allowed to train with the boys, I wouldn't have trained at all. Um, And that it was just kind of like it was very very different of how I wrestled in class to how I wrestled women on shows because I was like feeling I had to be more dainty with them Mm -hmm. um and then obviously it got more comfortable you know whatever and like you're not only like a year into wrestling or whatever um but it yeah it's just like now I look at it and it's like okay 
this is who I'm across the ring from. This is their character. This is the story we want to tell. Doesn't really matter if it's a man, a woman, non-binary, whatever it may be, uh, whatever they may be, the the human being could be an alien. Uh, it could be literally whatever character uh, wrestling has is throwing my way. Um, I just want to like tell a good story and put on a good match. You, your, your skills are being highlighted and you're seeing that with, you know, the euphoria match uh prestigious if they win you're forced to join the group if your team wins john's banned from the remainder of the year so there's no guys versus girls there it's literally this team against this team somebody has to win there's stakes on the line and it's just a grudge match that you know like when you strip it down like there there's not that okay, guys versus girls thing. So um, before we get to that match, before we get to Euphoria, is there one match or maybe a few matches that uh, I put together a a watch list? Uh, Is there anything that comes to mind that you would really say, no matter what match it is, singles, tag, men, women, anything that comes to mind that people could really sit down and watch and get a feel for your, your work? like the wrestler you want to be all encompassing? Yeah, I I would say um, any of my three matches with JT Dunn. uh, All of them I love. Um, Also, uh, my match with Becca um, from, it was a Limitless show. I believe it was Fortune Favors the Bold. Um, And against Anthony Green at the pandemic at the dojo taping, those would be the matches for anybody to watch. <laughs> All right. And, you know, you, you fought Becca now, you know, you're teaming up with her. So yeah, I guess, sometimes I guess you friends have to fight each other, you know, right. Best friends have to fight. And even if you guys were enemies, you found a, a common enemy in John and prestigious. Uh, again, the event is limitless wrestling euphoria on September 25th team prestigious versus team Davian uh, looking forward to checking it out. Uh, and thank you very much for your time today. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it.